It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hola, amigos. This is Ray Hudson from B in Sports and Sirius XM FC. And you are listening to Barca Talk. Today on Barca Talk, we analyze the performance against Villarreal at the Estadio de Ceramica. Antoine Griezmann looked more comfortable with Leo Messi and Luis Suarez as he scored a golazo. Though Barca played well, they still find themselves four points behind Real Madrid in the La Liga title race. Hello everyone and welcome to Barca Talk. This is Gabriel Quiroga here in Madrid, Spain. What a great performance by FC Barcelona finally against Villarreal at the Estadio de Ceramica where they beat Villarreal 4-1, and finally Griezmann finally connected with Suarez and Messi, which was a great sign to see. On the second half of the show, Alejandro and I break that down. But first, just want to break down the biggest news here from Spain, obviously, in the last couple of days, was Messi stopping his contract renewal talks. His contract runs until June 2021, and is tired, essentially, of his sporting politics, the narrative being told about him, and the sporting project as a whole with the corn current board it will be interesting to see how the board react because all along they really wanted to resign him to get that photo opportunity picture to really kind of smooth out the bad blood that they've been kind of or what they've had built up against them with these uh, current transfer policies and moves and so that's really been the biggest uh, polemica or controversy here in Spain has been the messy stopping the contract renewal talks uh, like I said his contract runs till 2021 Obviously, he has spoke about that he will extend the contract every year. It is a unique situation, but also he's kind of putting his foot in the ground against the board. So it'll be uh, interesting to see, especially after this week of, you know, every day there was new drama, new controversies every day with Griezmann, Setien, the board, messy talks. It just felt like every day there was new, new bombshells, you know. And yesterday I read also that the Catalan police went into the Barca offices to investigate some fraudulent uh, policies going on there as well. So again, you know, it never stops with this club. So like I said, you know, I believe that Messi will continue. It, you know, obviously he's putting more faith into the new directiva, the new board that's going to come in. Who knows what's going to happen with Bartomeu. Obviously we are all unsatisfied with what he has been doing with the current transfers and more importantly with the young players in the direction of the club. Uh, again, that's been the biggest news here here in Spain. We'll see. We'll continue to monitor it and see what goes from there. Before we get into the dissection of the Villarreal match, we just want to talk about our Patreon community, our funding. We continue to make content every day. You know, if you want the content, you know, the news every day from Spain, from Mariana, who's in Barcelona, or myself in Madrid, please sign up. We are doing daily kind of SE Barcelona 
quick minute podcasts and videos about the team as they come in, especially here from Spain. So again, you know, this past week we did um, news from Spain. We did the pregame hat trick for Mariana. We, we still have available the oral history and also you're going to get commercial free episodes of the show. So again, for $5 a month, you'll help support the podcast so that we can continue making great content for you, for Barca fans like you. Now, for our Barca Talk Guard of Honor. Rob Lindsay, Hamza, Jani Nilsson, Florian, Artura Bola. If you want your name in the Barca Talk Guard of Honor, click on the show notes. It'll take you directly to our Patreon page and you can sign up super easy. Thank you for your continued support and helping us continue to create Barca content from Spain. After the break, we do our match review of the Villarreal match. Hello, friends from Barca Talk. We are back with you guys. And finally, Barcelona won a game against a good rival. It was 1-4. It could have been 1-8. We missed so many <laughs> today. We had VAR. We had a little bit of everything. And we saw a little bit of a better team playing today against Villarreal, who was uh, probably the hardest rival we've faced so far uh, besides Atletico de Madrid. So thank you guys for joining us today in Barca Talk. Remember that you guys can... Uh, also be part of the Barca Talk family by uh, subscribing to our Patreon. There we, you, we have a lot of uh, different content that you guys can enjoy with Mariana, this man who's in Barcelona, with Gabriel Quiroga who's in Madrid and he's joining me today, and with Paul Ridley who's also working with us from Seattle in the state of Washington. So thank you guys for joining us, and let's talk about this game. Gabriel, how are you? You're, I know you're happy today. Even though without play the 90 minutes, we know you're happy because Barcelona won 4 1 or 1 4 because they were away today. Away, yeah. And But let's talk about the first thing the, the starting 11. No Ricky push from the start, from the get go, but Sergio Roberto there and your favorite Vidal. So were you surprised by this formation by Setien today? I was surprised. Uh, the first thing I thought for sure Ricky push was going to get the start just because of the past performances. But I think the biggest difference tonight was the positioning of Griezmann, Suarez, and Messi. And I think, as we've been talking in the previous episodes, if these three are going to be on the field together, you have to position them in a way where they don't run into each other and they also create chaos for the other defense. And I think the way that Setien played them with Suarez and Griezmann up top and Messi behind them with Griezmann having a little bit more flexibility on the right side, ultimately created enough chances for Barcelona to win 4-1. to one. So finally, Griezmann is not glued to the left line, right? And Correct. Just not doing anything there, but uh, being more active on the right side. And I think we were, we were both happy with uh, that happening. I was telling you during the, our, the thing that we did on, in the hot mic that I would like maybe another midfielder trying to get there on the right side with Messi instead of Vidal because he's not the the greatest to, to be combining and doing this type of play. But I guess that's what we get. That's what we get with Setien, and we'll get to, we, we'll have to get used to it. So we had uh, two golazos in the first half, but I want to talk about the style of play. Uh, did you like the way the team played besides the two golazos by, by Suarez and, and Griezmann? I think overall from, you know, from front to back, I think it was overall the best performance since the restart. I think we had control of the game. We had clear attacking chances, and we took them when we needed to. And more importantly, I mean, with the possession, we actually did something with it. So I think overall, this was definitely a better performance than last week. 
And again, I, I think it really just comes down to just finally putting the top three players in position where they're going to succeed and not run into each other. Because, you know, ultimately in the last games when Griezmann was playing, it was basically that you were just having Suarez and Messi and Griezmann was left out. So you're almost playing a man down. But tonight they were all involved. They were all looking for each other. And obviously the goal that happened. But on top of that, we had a lot of shots on goal. So and I think that directly relates to the way we were able to play and ultimately control the game and get the points that we needed. Yeah, so I'm watching the, the highlights here, and the, the minute before Vidal shot it right straight to the goalie, he had a very good save by Ter Stegen against, uh, on a Baca shot. So that play is also important because you don't allow the tying goal and you get the team another opportunity to score the, sec- the third one. And we missed that Vidal play, and then we missed another one with Suarez, and you were saying and you were talking about the, the, the definition in that particular play when he used the, the right foot instead of the left foot, and that could have been a, a better finish. And then after that, in the 44th minute, you just watched mo- probably the most beautiful goal since the restart of the season, right? The, the, Griezmann, the Griezmann goal. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we were talking during the, the live session during the match, that it reminded us of the Betis goal that Messi did. And it was very yeah. similar to that. But again, you know, it's funny how you pointed it out. And I thought that was very interesting. If Griezmann doesn't score that goal and we're not up three, one, do we diagnose this as, wow, they should just go for shots instead of playing with each other. But, you know, obviously they scored goals. And I think the most important thing to take away from this is they finally looked as though they were looking for each other and they had that plain chemistry, especially on that one play that we commentated where Griezmann chested the ball off to Messi and Messi one-time volley, even though it didn't end up in a goal. But it's that idea of just the understanding that they had for each other. And I thought that was a big step forward because we need Suarez, right? We need him going forward because he is an impactful player. But we also need to use him wisely. But we also need to have them combine with Messi, Suarez, and Griezmann together because that is going to give us the most goal and the most output and be the scariest for other defenders. So, uh, watching the performance today by Griezmann on that side, do you think Setien is going to keep him, keep doing the same thing with with Griezmann on on the right side, mess, bringing Messi a little back and having obviously Suarez going to keep playing? So, do you think he's going to stay with that same team? I mean, I hope so because I think today, I think today was definitely one of the most comfortable wins that we've had, you know, since the restart. And I also think the way we were able to control the game from front, you know, from start to finish. I mean, we, when we were talking during this game, you know, so there were moments where we didn't have control, but for the most part we did. And I just think we were just more of a straight up Barca team today more than ever. And I think if we have to go forward, and especially with the games that we have left, and if we're going to put any pressure on Madrid, we have to use this lineup and this formation going forward. Okay, hopefully, and, and but hopefully it's not Vidal playing on the entire time. Right? <laughs> okay, we have some other things to comment on because uh, I mean, we, we today we we had how many shots on goal? Eight, right? And fourteen. In no, goal. more than that. More than that. We had um, well, we had fifteen total shots, right? Yeah. So, like you said, eleven shots on target. So okay. pretty good tonight. And obviously, some of them were right to the goalie. But the main thing, as we've always talked about, is just being more direct and actually taking shots on goal. Yeah, and and. Like like I said in the beginning of the of the video, we could have scored maybe eight goals because you had the post by Messi, the goal the goal that was not allowed, the the, the one that Vidal missed, the one that uh, the goal is saved in the line against uh, Braithwaite. So you could have been way worse for for Villarreal today. So definitely a better performance for Barcelona. 
which which I thought was a little bit strange because I definitely thought that Villarreal was going to be one of the toughest opponents we played all season, especially since they had won five straight going into this, you know, five straight with one tie, right? So they were definitely one of the best teams since the restart. And I just, you know, obviously if I was a La Liga fan just watching the game, you know, not a Barca fan, I would kind of be disappointed because I definitely thought Villarreal was going to bring a little bit more to the table. And, you know, good for Barca for taking them away and not allowing them to be so aggressive so again, we have to give credit today to what Barca did. I mean, like we were talking during the during the game, is I think this is the first time where we actually saw really a lot of positive things, and it's just unfortunate that it just took the sixth game of the restart to finally find these things. Yeah, now Barca is, I mean, four points behind with only four games to play. Yeah. It's getting harder and harder to, in order to to get back to the first place in La Liga. Okay, let's go through the players, right? And, and we'll we'll. Yeah. We'll start talking about different stuff. Uh, let's start with Ter Stegen. He had a couple of saves, important saves in, in very specific moments. So maybe maybe in the in the tying goal, it's hard for goalies because they don't really know who's who's coming. Like he he stopped that ball, that shot from Santi Casorla, but he 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 gave the rebound to the middle, right? That's that's yeah. that's the only thing that they try to avoid when their goal is trying to avoid the, the rebound to the middle because there's always somebody there. But besides that, I think he had a, a great game today. Yeah, I mean, again, Villarreal had a total of seven shots on a total of seven shots, but they had four shots on goal, and Tersegen gave up one on that. But that was not his fault. That's a one v one where he was coming on the side. So again, you know, he was serviceable. He didn't have to do too many saves, but when he was called upon, he did what he did. I would give him a seven tonight. Okay, let's start from the left today. Okay, let's go with Jordi Alba. Yeah, again, I you know we were talking about this during the game. Again, Alba walks too much for me right now. And again, he didn't make any vital mistakes, but also he didn't really make that many great attacking plays. And I don't know if it's just the style of Seti um, wants. The first goal came from his pass. It did, it did. But again, you know when I'm, you know, again, you always do this to me. You always pick the one play that they do. Oh, but that's that's what he did. I know, I know. But I, I, you know, the thing is, I want more, right? And I'm selfish this way, right? I want more aggressive plays by him because that's where he was that's where he made his name you know for the last couple of years and yes he did make that pass and that ultimately led the goal but I, again i just want more and i would say i would give him a 6.5 today and he also had that shot on goal when he could have shot earlier and yeah, he would, exactly. would have had a, a better chance exactly to play so yes this is the thing when when you don't put griezmann over there on the left side you give more space to alba right yeah, and we exactly. Saw little, we saw a little bit more of that, and I think that's that's the right path, right, to keep going that way and see see if we can. But really, make- really, really quick. I mean, we were watching the game. We mentioned it. I mean, how many times was he walking? He yeah. picks his spot when he wants to play, and I don't fault him for that. But at the same time, if there was a left back on the bench that was pushing him, then maybe he doesn't play this game and he takes a break, and all of a sudden we have a fresher left back because you see the difference when young legs come in. Like for example, when Ricky Puj comes in, there's a vital difference into the movement of the midfield. And with Alba, yes, he led one goal. He didn't let anything behind him. Great, but I just, you know, I'm selfishly want more from him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Let's go to the middle now. Okay. okay. Ingley on the left side. Yeah, I thought Ling Leo had a solid game. I mean, he, he only had that one reckless foul, really, that he could have got a yellow card on. But other than that, I thought well, he, he wasn't was, even called a foul. Yeah, 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 exactly. So more power to him, right? Yeah. So I would say for the most part, you know, I would say 7.5 because he, he did his job. And I would also put PK there at 7.5, 8. 
the same way because, you know, fortunately for us, Villarreal did not really attack us as I thought they were going to, you know, and I think it had a lot to do with they didn't have possession, but also we were sound enough on defense when we had to be and Villarreal just didn't have that many chances tonight. Okay, let's go now with uh, Nelson Semedo on the right back position. Yeah, again, we were talking about this again. Semedo, I want him to be more involved with the midfield. There's no one that wants to play with him still. He was fine on defense. I would say 6.5. I mean, there was nothing special yeah. that really stood out to me in this match for me. So I would say 6.5. Yeah, he wasn't very deep in this game. We had how many times do you remember during this game having just Vidal, Semedo and Griezmann or Messi just touching the ball to each other yeah. and not yeah. not really getting too deep and trying to do something different. So, yeah. I mean, he was he was okay. He was decent, but I, we all we both agree that he can be more aggressive attacker sure. and exactly. be more, more of a threat from the right side than he's being right now. So yes, I guess I mean, and he he came out early too in the game. So it's it's one of those things where he just needs to really utilize that speed because speed kills, right? And I still think that he doesn't exploit it enough, right? He's still kind of just being conservative. And again, I don't know if that's the game plan that he has to play, but I just think that he is such a speed monster there that we should need to utilize that more because that gives us the advantage in the attacking. Right, right. Okay, let's go to the midfield. We had our beloved Sergio Busquets today. <laughs> How do you think he, he played? Yeah, I mean, again, he didn't make any mistakes. We never heard from him really. So I would say a seven. I think this was... A fine game for him. I mean, he didn't make any mistakes. He was fine. He was distributing the ball like he should. But um, again, you know, maybe a couple plays here and there where another player that's maybe younger, faster, like a Rakitic can get to those balls. But again, v again, I was just really surprised by Villarreal tonight because I just, from what I was scouting and seeing prior to this, I just really thought that they were going to give us more trouble, especially at home. And they really didn't up the middle. And I, I was very surprised with that. Again, maybe you can give some credit to that to being Busquets controlling that part. But again, I really don't. I think he just did enough. So I would say a seven. Yeah, especially in that uh, time goal, they they were both late. Both Vidal and and Busquets they were late to the rebound, and that's the type of play when uh, a midfielder has to get there to try exactly. to help defense. So so they were both a little slow there. But you're right. I was I was actually surprised because you know I, I don't really like Busquets playing all the time. But I was kind of surprised that he took him out. And I guess we're kind of getting the the feeling, or I'm getting the feeling that Setien only does the subs whenever the team is it's already winning by so many goals that he can give some rest to those players. So yeah. if Busquets is not giving his best game and the, the game's tied, I, I don't know if he would have done the, the same thing that he did today, just taking him out and, yeah. and whatever. So we have the, our first comment today. Finally, Setien made the changes on the right time. Well... That's the thing, though. I don't. I don't really. I don't necessarily agree with this because the, I mean the game was three-one. Yeah, he was relaxed. He didn't really move a lot in the system. I mean, I don't. I don't know if if, if he was very decisive to whatever happened on the pitch, right? With the. With the I mean, you can you can take this two ways, right? Again, in the previous game, he didn't make any subs. He made them in the 85th and the 90th minute. We we wanted more, right? The situation dictated, especially we were up three to one, where he had more flexibility to make the subs. But at least he made the subs, yeah. right? So you have to give him some credit with that because the other thing, too, is like we've seen when Valverde was up 3-1 to one and we wanted subs because we wanted to keep those players fresh and he wouldn't, right? Especially yeah. with like Busquets, for example. So I guess you have to give Setien credit in a, in, a, in a way because he did make the changes and more importantly, he used all five. And that's what we've kind of been clamoring a bit because 
it's like you have it in your pocket, just use it, especially with every game being every two day, two to three days. You have to keep your players fresh and ready to go for the next game. Yeah, and we'll go over the, the subs in a little bit. Let's keep going to the midfield. Okay, we have our friend Arturo Vidal on the right side of our midfield, the favorite of Gabriel. You have the stat right by, right by you so you can talk about it. Everyone knows my opinion about him again. He played the full 90, which I just don't understand. He had a 92% pass success rate. He didn't hurt the team, but again, he didn't help the team that much either, right? Like, we talked about the one shot he had on goal. Like, all he had to well, do was... He had, he had a second one that uh, after a cross from, I don't remember, I think it was uh, Suarez, maybe? Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. he shot it right, right down. And, and no, it was Griezmann. It was Griezmann. Griezmann. So, yes, yeah, he, yeah. Had, he had those two. And maybe somebody with more, more, more of a... More talent. <laughs> more talent, more talent in those situations would have would have had two goals today with the with the way Vidal played. So yeah, I mean it's a tricky thing because you know when we look at this whole team performance, I'm really happy with it. And of course, when we're dissecting now, right now the players, mm -hmm. obviously, I would I just wouldn't have him start. But again, just some of the stats he had: 76 passes or 75 passes compared to last time where he only had 40 passes. So he definitely was more involved with the passing. I obviously. We talked about it, the majority of them are back passes, right? So still he's lacking that ability to go forward. I would say in this game, I mean, he didn't really hurt the team. He got a yellow. I would say seven, six, you know, I mean, it wasn't. I again, can't tell you happy because you're not talking about how many passes, how many easy passes or, or no, not easy passes, but like situations when you, if you make a good pass, you give your, your, your teammate a, a very good chance of scoring and he missed almost all of those passes. So yeah, yeah, for sure. We won one four. So that's you're, you're taking it easy on, on Vidal today. Okay. We have a, a message from Sammy J on earth. He's saying, I think Pooch is the best midfielder as at his age and fastest lots of good to see the MSG clicking for the first time. Great game for Roberto Setien finally substituting in Suarez. Good to see that. Our defense is questionable. But All right, so I have a question for Fasta Sloth because he's our next player that we have to look at is yeah. Sergio Roberto because we two times during the game, we hyper-focused on Sergio Roberto and we were not impressed really because it's interesting because from your perspective, Fasta Sloth, what is it that he did tonight that was a spectacular or exceptional? And to me, it's always kind of this thing is like, he didn't make mistakes. Okay, that's fine. But when you're a Barca midfielder, you have to do more than not just make mistakes to have a good, great or good performance, right? And I think he was fine, right? Uh, a couple of times when we were hyper-focused, like during the game, he didn't do that much. And that was the problem. Like he was not direct. He was walking a lot and so forth. Let me give you some of the stats. I mean, again, it was fine, you know, for me. And I, that's why I'm always curious to see you know, to hear his perspective, because what made Roberto have a great game in his eyes, you know, because in my eyes, he walked a lot and he did fine. I mean, he had 84 total passes. Again, he is doing the back passing 99% pass success rate, but that also doesn't tell me anything about the way he was able to be attacking. I'm going to look at his heat map here. And again, we just wanted more from it. And again, he did pressure that side, but how many times did he really make the crucial crosses or the crucial through balls? And that, to me, is where you go from good or average to great performance. 
Yeah, I would have liked maybe playing him more toward, towards the right side. I mean, I know the first play came on the left side and he did a, a very good pass to, to Alba. And I think that would be the, the highlight of the day for him. And, and maybe that was it. But maybe if you have uh, Sergio Roberto playing in the Vidal position, then he yeah. can associate with... Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Maybe give uh, through passes to, to Semedo to see if we can exploit a little more that... But that the, but the thing is, we've see, tried we tried that experiment, and they do not they do not cooperate with each other very well. But the other thing too is that, like we talked about during the game, is like there's times when you want to keep possession. Yeah, there's times when you have to do that. But there's a lot of times, especially in this match, where making that daring through ball doesn't ultimately lead to a goal for the other team, right? For a counterattack or anything like this. And that's where Sergio Roberto just needs to take more chances. Semedo needs to take more chances. Vidal needs to take more chances with that. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think I just wanted to see him more on that side, but I think because I think they played more on that side, and that's why Vidal yeah. had so many passes because he was always, or, or especially in the first half, he was always involved in those type of plays. And yeah. I think maybe having a guy with like surgery could, to, could be good there. But this is interesting, this coming here. I think Sergi blends everywhere. He just needs to be fine. I mean, yes, because – and we saw it later in the game when he moved to the right-back position yeah. and he did fine. We didn't even notice the – But this is but this is the problem is that we are, we are setting these low expectations for players now that when they are fine, we are praising them for being great or good. And that's the problem. Like, for example, if Sergio Roberto just makes a couple more runs or a couple more daring or passings, then all of a sudden we're like, wow, that's that's the player we want. But the fact that we have to kind of change our mindset, it's not a player we want to not make mistakes. That should always be in his DNA because he doesn't make, he doesn't make crucial mistakes. It's just make those through balls, make a long ball to Fati, like take those chances because that is where – we like as me like watching him play like i want him to take those chances it's so easy alejandro to just back past and not take those daring chances and play within with yourself that's always the easiest thing it's always easier yeah let's go to the attack now okay, okay. Go with luis suarez <sighs> this is difficult because obviously, today. We have to yeah, yeah for sure for sure i I'll, luis suarez had a golazo so obviously it was a really nice golazo with the interplay with messi and that that kick I would say he definitely did play better today. And I also, I don't know if it was arranged that he was only to play 60 minutes because he did look a little bit more active today. And I would say I would give him a 6.57 today, especially because he scored the goal. But I would say overall, like with his presence, he didn't make as many bad mistakes with his passing. So I think he didn't hurt the team when he turned the ball over as much as he did in previous games. Yeah, I think uh, if he's the lethal Suarez that we know, he scores three goals today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's the difference between the great Suarez and the normal Suarez that we're watching now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so this is about Roberto and okay. so he's, he's answering right here. Uh, uh, fastest lot says, it wasn't exceptional but Robert, uh, from Roberto, but I think he was showing intent. I think he was connecting well forward. I think Sergio, Frankie, and Luigi. Oh, Pooch. He said it. Yeah. Pooch. Uh, midfield might be interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But again, I just I want fastest slot to watch Sergio Roberto next game and just really focus on the attacking passes and the final third balls that he does because 
it's one thing to, to kind of like remember how you remember, but when you're hyper-focused, like when we were hyper-focused in the game, he did not make one final third pass when he was in the midfield. Yeah. Right. And then Setien just moved him out of the exactly. way. Exactly, exactly. And we got to watch uh, Ricky Push, and we, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, our friend here says that he played when Suarez scores out of nowhere. Well, at least he's, he's he scored. scored. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing, okay. you know. Uh, next one, Griezmann. Of course, yeah. Let's talk about Griezmann. 11. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I definitely thought he was one of the stars of the game. I mean, especially, you know, Alejandro, you know, as as we are content creators for FC Barcelona, right? Yeah. I love the drama for your mama, right? Because it just makes it super easy to write stuff about this. We have to do podcasts about it. It's just super easy. And Griezmann did not have the, the easiest week all week, you know, yeah. with the last game and all the things that was happening with all the pressure here in Spain about his Instagram posts, his relationship with Setien, how he's a World Cup champion, all stuff. And I have to say, I was really impressed because he could have gone two ways, right? He could have gone two ways tonight where he gets the start and he doesn't produce and he gets subbed out and it's kind of like, oh man, Griezmann again. Or he comes out and does what he did today, scores a golazo, was involved, finally had chemistry with Suarez and Messi, and they were actually looking for him. And you can see the comfortability that he had with those two guys. And it really showed. So if that continues, unfortunately, as we said earlier in the podcast today, it's just, I think, a too little too late. But I would say I would give him an eight or nine. I agree with you. And I think you can tell how much uh, comfortable he feels on their right side, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of just being by the line, not, not knowing what to do. And you can move Suarez a little bit to that side and and he'll be comfortable anyway because he's going to try to go to the middle or try to go to the, to the end of the line and cross or whatever. But having Griezmann, and, and, I, and I told you during the game, I told you at some point, look at how Griezmann is staying a little back maybe for a rebound or something. I don't know if they talked about this, the Setien and, and Griezmann during this week, Letting aside whatever comments on social media or whatever, just talk, let's talk about soccer. How do you sure. feel better? Like, what? How? How do you feel we can use you better? And we can just that that helps the team a lot because when you put him on the left side, you're not only losing Griezmann, you're also losing Alba because he can't go that way because th there's going to be a lot of people there, so it's not going to be as effective as he can be when there's a lot of space. So I, I gl I'm glad that he played more towards this side, and I hope. Yeah. He keeps getting that the same opportunity. Going yeah, because you, you saw really quick, really quick, just to, to finalize with the Griezmann thing, you yeah. saw, first of all, the freedom he had on the right side. He was able to come to the middle. Yeah. He was helping out. But more importantly, he was actually trying to go for goal. And I think that's what ultimately led us, you know, you know, especially with the first uh, own goal. But he was right there for that play, right? And then obviously the golazo that he scored with the chip. I mean, that thing was a thing of beauty. But more importantly, as we talked about, it's the connection that Messi had the confidence to find him with the back heel and Griezmann, you know, Griezmann could have taken that shot of various ways, right? He could have tried to done a low liner to the left, a low liner to the right, but he tried the chip. And I think the poeticness of that connected with Messi. And now I think that's really going to help going forward. And I really hope it does because we need him and his goal scoring opportunities. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. And we'll talk about Ansu Fati in a little bit. So, Sammy, thank you for your comment. He says Ansu Fati strike was the 9,000th goal <laughs> in the history of the club. So That's I pretty cool. That. So cool. Uh, so hopefully that's a little sign from the future. This is the guy that's going to help you rebuild the greatest teams of Barcelona. So, okay, Lionel Messi. 
what about his game? He, he scored. The game was disallowed. He tried at the end in a couple of plays. He was very active as usual. He gave the pass to Griezmann. He gave the pass to Suarez. He was all over the place. He's leading the La Liga in goals and in assists. So what else we can say about Messi? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, he was masterclass tonight. But the thing, you know, tonight he had close to 90 passes. He had 89 passes. His success was 89%. And again, it's just, it's, to me, I think this is where his ultimate role is, is the number 10 role behind forwards, right? Because he just doesn't have the speed as the wing. And tonight, Setien finally put him behind where he was able to link up with the midfield more. The defense had to come up because they were they were looking for Messi. And that gave space to Suarez and Griezmann over the top and through the middle and through the... We had more passing lanes than we ever had before. And I think that also had to do with it. So I really hope going forward we use this formation because I think ultimately... It makes us the most dangerous, and also it just gets everyone happy. You know, everyone's able to score and, and be involved into the play. Okay, so this question is for you, Gabriel. Okay. Can they use this formation against very defensive teams like we're going to face against Espanyol on Wednesday? For sure, for sure. Because, you know, Messi's always the wild card, right? And if you have Suarez and, and Griezmann using the space on the left and the right side, you know, the defense has no way of trying to focus on that thing, and especially when Messi's in the middle, he can direct the passing. And then all of a sudden when you have the midfield that we had today, for example, minus Vidal, but, you know, if we had to have Vidal, it's good enough to beat Espanyol. And Espanyol is poor this season. I mean, especially since the restart, you know, they fired the coach. They're, they're awful. They're awful, you know, and we have to take advantage. We have to win five goals to zero. Build this momentum pressure on Real Madrid. And if Barcelona wins, they're they're gonna be relegated uh, already. So that that's a double double uh, exciting. Double sword, yeah, yeah, yeah. As uh, my sister my sister would say, vaya con Dios. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for coming. See you maybe yeah, yeah. in a couple of years. So yeah. okay, we're done with the starters. Let's go real quick through the five guys that we used as subs today. Okay, the first one was Rakitic came in with the. Uh, the double switch that they did there with Rakitic and, and Braithwaite, I think, the first one? No, no, it was, it was Rakitic. Coach, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember, we we flipped out, right? Because yeah. they took out Suarez and we didn't. And, <laughs> so they put, uh, I don't know. Anyway, Rakitic. Yeah, Rakitic. Was was anything different from Rakitic? Just yeah, I mean, it was fine. You pointed out a couple of times. Yeah, during the broadcast, you said, does Busquets make that tackle? Does Busquets make that close? And no, he doesn't because Rakitic is, has fresher legs and just better at anticipating that than Busquets is right now. And so I think, you know, especially going forward, you have someone that can give Busquets a rest because Rakitic can find that void, especially with Dijon being injured. And I think Rakitic was fine. I mean, he had a couple opportunities, especially in the last uh, minutes of the game where he had a really nice pass that should have been a goal again to Vidal, and he didn't. And again, Rakitic was fine. You know, Rakitic was decent, and I think in the Busquets role, I think that ultimately going forward, if we have to keep him, that's the role that he should continue to to hold. Yeah, hopefully they rotate a little more in, in that position yeah. here, and 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 we'll see what happens after that. He's probably going to end up in, in Sevilla, finishing his career there, and and that's fine. He he, he gave a lot to Barcelona in his prime, so he's good with that okay let's go with the next one we have martin braithwaite 
Yeah, he was fine. I mean, you, like you pointed out, he should have scored on that one goal with the header. Uh, too bad. Yeah, yeah. But I think ultimately with this formation, with Messi being the number 10 role, it ultimately affects everyone in a super positive way because when Braithwaite came into the game, he goes into that Suarez role as a top forward and he, you know, he interchanged with Fati up there. And I think that's ultimately, you know, you still can use Fati's speed as a quote unquote kind of wing to the left, but yeah. it's not a true 4-3-3 system. And I think that's what we have to do because with Braithwaite, Suarez and Griezmann, we they're not going to be in a 4-3-3. So just use the two-forward system. It helps everyone. And then when you have to use Fati, you have that speed in the second half where defenders have problems. And obviously that led to his goal. So I think, again, we talked about the goal. was just, It was fantastic, right? The way he was able to make a decision, make the move to the box, and then kick that ball just almost messy like where you just kind of do a change-up. You know, the change-up to find the goalie, and the goalie has no chance. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, we have a couple of comments here before we go through the last three stops. Uh, what do you guys think about our defense today? If we play this formation, seems like we were attacking with intent. How can we improve our defense when everybody's up? Yeah, that's a good question. And when, if Frankie okay. the Jump is available, what changes from this formation? Very good question. But yeah. who's going to be out? Vidal, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Dijon comes healthy, then obviously I think Vidal's the odd man out. I just think that just pushes him out. But talking about the defense, I thought the defense was fine, but they're still just, you know, we just lack that speed going back. And it's not it's not just PK or Longley. It's the team speed on defense, right? In that first goal, as you pointed out, it was Vidal jogging back. It was, you know, Semedo jogging. It was just everyone just kind of not having the overall team speed. But, again, I'm just – I'm, you know, I'm kind of relieved that Villarreal didn't bring their A game tonight because I think they really could have gave us problems. Fortunately for us, our defense was able to hold Pat. I mean, Ter Stegen only had four shots on goal. So, I mean, that's that's pretty outstanding for the whole game. Okay, the last three guys. We have Ricky Pooch. What do you think about Pooch today? Yeah, 20 out of 20. I mean, you're amazing. I mean, I just, again, we, we pointed out, it's just, it's just one of those things is, okay, so, yes, he made the passes, but it's just his energy, his want and need to go for the ball. And that is huge because a couple times in the match, we pointed out that Roberto didn't want the ball. They didn't go to the ball. And Puj wants the ball. And how many times did he make those 50-50 wins where he was able to get the ball, continue the ball, make the pass, and continue the play? I mean, that to me are plays where I look forward as a Barca midfielder, the technical ability and the ability to read the game that is you know, obviously from La Masia type of thing which is undeniable. And, of course, when I see him playing now more minutes, I just get very excited because he's one of our own. Yeah, hopefully he gets more and more playing time and going forward and not, not so many minutes for, for Vidal. He had one cross right, I mean, he was just a little to, to reach. Yeah, he's yeah. Really, he score there. Uh, but I think he, he was great. He's, he's, you can see how refreshing he gets when, when yeah, yeah, for sure. he, quick, he recovers the ball. He, he distributes the ball very well, too, so... Uh, hopefully we see more of him against Espanyol too. Okay, uh, well, Ronald Araujo just came for, for Piquet. He didn't really do a lot, just he did his job there. He was fine. And yeah. but let's talk about Ansu Fati. He, he came in, he was uh, very direct in the couple of chances that he had, and he scored a goal. So what else can we ask for Ansu Fati? Yeah, you can't ask for anything more from a sub as a forward, right? I mean, that's the thing. But the other thing too is that he was able to get minutes to make an impact. I mean... That goal came, you know, what, eight minutes after he'd been playing in the game. And that's the thing that I, you know, 
this is the way you have to do it. Subswar is out, put fresh legs, and you can see the impact. And obviously, like with Fatih, as we talked about, he was able to win a bunch of long balls from Alba. He was able to be direct. And obviously, he's just looking for goal. And that's really refreshing because no one else is really looking for goal directly. We pointed that out many times. And again, he comes into the game, plays about 20 minutes, 15 minutes, and scores a goal. I mean, what else could you ask for? And that's the thing. Hopefully, he he also gets more minutes, and and we'll see how how Setien does with with the four games that are left in the in yeah. the and and if he's gonna play at all in the Champions League whenever we get to play to uh, with Napoli. So it was a it was a very good game. It it, it always helps when you win one four, right? You, you can always analyze it in a little different mood. You're not mad because. Sure. You're not farther away from Real Madrid, so so that's good. <laughs> good job today. And and we'll see. We play on, on Wednesday, so uh, we play against Espanol on Wednesday. Real Madrid plays on Friday, yeah. uh, a la vez. So that's probably a, um, a for sure win for Real Madrid. Well, we have to wait, right? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes they're surprises, and they they won seven in a row. So why not maybe a different game here? For sure. I mean, the other thing too is that like if if we play this formation. And we get another win, a decisive win. That's the other thing, like a decisive win with goals. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, there could be a little pressure for Real Madrid. But we have to have a decisive win against, you know, our next opponent. And again, we just have to continue that, especially with the with the schedule that's going to be, because Real Madrid is capable of skipping. I mean, they're only winning games because of penalty kicks. It's not because of three nothing victories. Yeah. So those are just judgment calls that can go here or there, and. They're always going there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. You know, you can say that. But again, it's just we just have to continue to put the pressure. And if we have another good victory in the next game, then all of a sudden, then we can definitely put the pressure on Madrid. And all of a sudden, we close that gap, hopefully. Yes. Okay, so Sammy here is asking again about the substitutes. Yes. We talked about this. I mean, yes, the game was also a little uh, more relaxed than the other ones. When we were but, but again, you have to give him credit. Like we talked about, there was games before where we are up decisively and he did not make the subs. So, yeah, he definitely did make the subs. And he made the right subs without losing a beat in the game. We were still able to keep the pressure. We were able to keep attacking. And we didn't just succumb to Villarreal with our subs. And I think that's really important. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. If you guys are interested in our content, please join our Patreon. Uh, we have a different packages there, and we have a lot of comment, uh, content coming from Barcelona with uh, Mariana Guzman. She's going to be getting there. I don't know. I think she's going to be there in Cabo on, on Wednesday, so maybe we, we get a little more from her in, in that in a specific game because they're, they're being allowed again into the stadiums. And uh, also with Gabriel Quiroga, who's in Madrid. We also have Cole... Uh, Ridley in Seattle doing a lot of stuff. So join us, join the Barca Talk family, and let's let's keep talking Barca. There, there, there's four games left in La Liga, and there's also the Champions League. There's a lot of things to, to keep uh, getting better, and we hopefully uh, get more happy afternoons and nights. <laughs> right? So thank you guys for joining us. Hello. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.